From the KTOO newsroom in Juneau, I'm Yvonne Crumry. One of the finalists for Juneau Police Chief is Derek Boss. Last year, as Chief of Police in Brush, Colorado, Boss led an investigation that targeted two school administrators who stored explicit photos of a minor as evidence in a sexting investigation. A judge dismissed the charges, and the school board reinstated the administrators. But both men faced charges that could have put them in prison for years and forced them to register as sex offenders. On Thursday, Boss told KTOO in an email that he, quote, would not change the overall actions or direction of the investigation, unquote, and that each step of the investigation was, quote, carefully vetted with wisdom and discernment, unquote. Shannon Najmabadi reported on the investigation for the Colorado Sun and told KTOO that it's rare for cases like this to lead to prosecution. So it was a case of sexting. A parent had reported that these images were being shared to the high school, so they began investigating it. And the way that this tip came in, it went to both high school administrators and the police department. The high school administrators the next morning start to investigate, which is uh, what they're expected to do when they get a tip of this nature. The administrators talked to students involved, and at one point, they took images of these photos, these sexually explicit photos as evidence, and this man took it on his work phone and transferred them to a cloud-based school server. And this is where it gets a little bit complicated. Basically, this is pretty standard practice at this high school. You know, if they confiscate marijuana or something like that, an illicit drug, they take a photo of it as evidence and they put it into this server where they keep records of disciplinary files. So while there isn't any allegation that the administrators kept these photos for sexual gratification, it is still illegal under state law, the way the state statute has been written. Knowingly possessing any kind of image that could be classified as child pornography is a violation of this state statute that what we can just call it like the child porn statute. So no matter the intent, if you have it, you legally are in possession of child porn, basically. And the only exceptions are law enforcement officers, like police officers that are investigating the case. So if we go back to the beginning, when the tip came in, it also went to the police department. And it's not clear why, but it took them a while to follow up on this case. They later arrested the two high school administrators involved, and they put out press releases that used really strong language referring to what had happened as atrocities and this case ended up going into the court system. The prosecutor decided to prosecute these men, and ultimately it was thrown out by a judge. However, the girl in the photos, so the alleged victim in this case who had the photos of her stored by the high school, her parents and her were very strongly against the case. They felt that even the fact that it was mentioned in press releases and coming up in these court hearings was almost a revictimization and that their and wishes weren't being respected. It seems like you looked into other cases like this to see how common it was for people to face charges in a situation like this. So what did you learn in terms of the decision to charge and prosecute the school officials? It's not common. I, I think that basically these cases happen probably more than we know about because sexting has become something that's very ubiquitous um, among high school age students. Administrators may not know, you know exactly what the right process is. It seems like there isn't really a standardized training that tells administrators, hey, if you deal with this kind of a sexting case, if you somehow come into possession of these images, you could be arrested, you could face um, jail time. And while that might be common sense to some people, it's not, it doesn't come up in training. There's no real way that people find out about this except through conferences and things like that. That said, it doesn't seem like this leads to actually a prosecution very often at all. 
What can you tell us about how this investigation affected the community? It really divided this town, as far as I could tell, for, with people that supported the police and those that supported this administrator um, and the school district in general. It led to kind of unusual events, you know, people having protests outside the courthouse very often, these packed hearings where people would show up wearing you know, the school colors or t-shirts that said support it, t-shirts that express support for these administrators. And that might sound not out of place in, you know, big city, but it was, as far as I could tell, extremely uncommon in this community. It, this case went on for quite a long time, and it was a huge issue during that time. In the end, the charges were dropped and the administrators went back to work. Meanwhile, boss left town. He took another job. He says he didn't leave because of the controversy. What's your sense of the position that all of this left Boss in as the community's top public safety officer? I don't really know what position it left Chief Boss in. I do know that what he told me was that he took a job in Eagle, which is another place in Colorado. And he said that that police chief was retiring and had initially reached out to him in May before, you know, a lot of this blew up in Brush. He said that he submitted an application and then later withdrew from consideration because this um, case had come up. And when this town eagle reached out to him again, he did, you know, agree to take the position. And I believe that he ended up starting in December of 2022. So um, less than a year ago. That was former Colorado Sun reporter Shannon Najmabadi speaking with KTOO about an investigation led by Derek Boss a finalist for Juno's chief of police position. Juno residents can meet boss and other finalists, Josh Kingsbury and current Juno officer Craig Campbell, next week at town hall meetings. Boss is on Thursday at 5.30 at City Hall. And earlier this year, the Supreme Court narrowed the scope of the Clean Water Act, removing some federal authority over wetlands. It did that by limiting the definition of what areas actually make up the protected, quote, waters of the United States. As KSTK's Sage Smiley reports, that leaves wetland-heavy communities like Wrangell wondering whether the decision will clear an easier path to development projects. Almost 45 percent of the state of Alaska is classified as wetlands. And a good chunk of our land is considered wetlands. That's Jeff Good, Wrangell's borough manager, speaking to the borough assembly at a meeting on September 12th. Wetlands designations have lengthened and delayed development projects on the island, from a recreational trail extension to new housing and industrial lot development. That's because wetlands development has traditionally operated under a different set of restrictions overseen by the Federal Environmental Protection Agency and Army Corps of Engineers. It often requires tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars in what's called compensatory wetlands mitigation. But earlier this year, the nation's Supreme Court handed down a decision that could change that process drastically. It was a huge ruling and, and really a call back from some of the authority that the Army Corps of Engineers had had over the years, had presumed authority. For years, the EPA and Army Corps of Engineers had considered a wide variety of muskegs, seasonal ponds, streams, and other small waterways part of its federal wetlands jurisdiction. The Supreme Court ruling tightened the definition of a wetland under the Clean Water Act. The Supreme Court ruling essentially stated that it's got to have a, a path to navigable water before the, the federal government has a jurisdiction over that and considered it a wetland. The states can do whatever they want. Alaska's Governor Mike Dunleavy applauded the decision, saying it promotes the kind of, quote, responsible development his administration tries to encourage. Good told Assembly members he wasn't exactly sure how the ruling would impact Wrangell, though he expects something will happen. Does that mean that 
the land we set aside for what wasn't actually a wetland, do we get that back? Yeah. Um, that's that's questions I have as well, and and I think that's something that the Army Corps and ADEC are going to have to kind of kind of figure out hmm. how they're going to move forward with it. The ADEC is the Alaska Department of Environmental Conservation, the state authority over wetlands and waterways. Wrangell is in the process of developing new housing lots on wetlands where a Federal Bureau of Indian Affairs boarding school used to be, and set aside almost $150,000 for wetlands mitigation for the site. We need to claw that back. Wrangell Mayor Patty Gilbert pointed out wetlands mitigation isn't just complicating Wrangell housing development. And, and it's stalling our efforts to build roads and, and make more industrial lots and open those up. Wrangell Assembly members expressed support and curiosity about how the rollback of federal jurisdiction over wetlands might change the island's development plans. Assemblymember Ryan Howe said from a development standpoint, the Supreme Court decision could be really good news for Wrangell. But he also said it's important to be cautious when it comes to building over wetlands. I think it is good to remove red tape, but I think also we have to be really wise about how we use our land so that we don't kill off our fish. With the large number of wetland areas in and around Wrangell, Howe noted that many wetlands can connect to anadromous waterways, areas where fish return year after year to spawn. You don't know what's a problem until it's a problem. Like, I've heard stories about creeks on the mainland just across the channel that, you know, loggers would dredge it to make roads, and they killed off 50-inch salmon runs because they just didn't know any better. It's not immediately clear whether Wrangell will recover wetlands mitigation money or land. Development of new industrial lots remains stalled as the borough waits to hear back from the Army Corps of Engineers. In Wrangell, I'm Sage Smiley. And as for the weather here in Juneau, it is currently 48 degrees and a little bit rainy this afternoon. There's more rain slated for tonight, and it's supposed to be a little rainy this weekend with highs around 50 degrees. Monday, it looks like it could be sunny. You are listening to KTOO.